All right, back here on the Sports Grind, presented by Dos Equis. Broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Bartlett's been the one and two. All right. Best rap group in, uh, in history. Yeah. Bars. Not album sales. Not popular, just straight bars. Loyalty, too. Never heard anything about them splitting up. No, no drama. Anyway, this next segment, okay, is going to be sponsored by Specs. All right, keep in mind, Specs, if you're looking for the experts, this is the place to go to, whether you're watching. First of all, if you're looking to set up your cocktail game and step it up, you can get insider info and you can do that. And also seasonal things that things that are about to come out, especially we're getting to that time and the holidays where, you know, when people get into different type of wines that you look at gifts, Specs is the place to go. They've got the experts there. You can order online as well. You'll get same day delivery. All you have to do is go to Specs online com because the fun starts here specs official sponsor of the sports grind and an official uh, partner of your dallas cowboys which before we move on from the dallas thing i really do believe the best thing going forward is to ride this cooper thing out until philly okay i think we're three weeks away from philly i think because i because they've got washington then they've got two more, and then they got Philly. That's what I believe. Um, and let me tell you something. Um, you know, just peeking ahead, you know, we're almost to the weekend where we start talking all these games, but, you know, this is usually the time where teams put in their game plans for the coming of week. So I'm going to put in my game plan for games that I really going to be paying attention to. And, you know, that Philly, and it kind of brings me to the point I had on the docket I want to get to today. You know, it's time to go ahead and give Doug Peterson the flowers. You know, um, he's a Super Bowl winning coach. You know, you no one really had Jacksonville through three weeks uh, sitting on top of the AFC South. I mean, they they could be three and oh, I mean, they were leading and pretty much dominating that game with the Washington commanders and they kind of let it slip out of their hands in the fourth quarter. They could be three and oh, and they're two and one. That's why I think it's a mega game between Tennessee and the Colts with both of these teams coming in struggling. I know Colts got off the mat last week against KC, uh, but that's a big game. But I think it's time. I mean, and you know, this is crazy. He goes back to Philly this week. There's been 12 coaches in Eagles history that has to return back to coach in Philly against them. None of them, okay, none of them came back as a Super Bowl winning Philly coach. That's Doug. Hell, they got it. I didn't even know this, and this just really pisses me off because I don't want – this is the topic that's been on this show for years as well, too, and I hate to go here because it's kind of negative. It's just thing, and, again, you know, other people, other markets now hadn't heard this, but the truth of it is I found out – I didn't even know. Philly – Okay, out there in the link, they've got a statue of Doug Peterson out front. I didn't know that. Now The Philly Philly, yeah, him and Nick Foles together. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I think I might have heard something, but due to the fact now the first Super Bowl in Philly history, but that just brings me back here in our backyard. There's not even a statue of David Robinson. Because people will say Tim. I think honestly, you pick between Iceman and Dave, who you gonna get the first trophy? Now I think you kill two birds, and and if they ever take this, I'm gonna want my royalties, and I will call them out because if this ever pops up, 
here. And I've said this before because they could kill two birds with one stone. They can have that famous iconic, you know, Dave and Tim holding up their arms and, Dave, you know, Dave's got the trophy. And I think Tim has the MVP award or something like that. But they're right there. I think that was 03. If they take that scene and you could really kill it, but instead of that debate, who gets one first, you just put it there. But the point of that take is it's embarrassing. The fact that there's five titles and there's not a statue of one player anywhere, not in the AT&T Center, where you don't know if you call it the AT&T Center anymore, but the uh, the arena or even outside. So when I that's the every time I hear about certain guys getting statues, that always comes back to play like, damn, we ain't even got a statue down here for Dave. Or the Iceman. <laughs> that's on the whole family, man. It is what it is. That That's on the whole family. I mean, come on, man. Caterpillar. Only sports team in town forever. Nobody else can sell alcohol in the city without your permission. Come on, man. Come on. Anyway, back to football before I just really just, you know, air out dirty family business in the backyard. But that is just what it is. But they go back. They're seven point underdog. This is going to be a real good test, I think, you know, for for both teams. I mean, I think Philly's legit. I mean, a lot of people are already saying that. I mean, I told you about MVP talks for Jay Earth. A lot of people think the Philly, the road's going to go through Philly and they're going to get the number one seed. Now we speeding. We speeding. But they are complete, man. And I think where they're more impressive is really their secondary and the D and they've hit they've, you know, they've gotten to the quarterback a lot with not really blitzing. That's that's an important thing as well, too. But you got Doug Peterson coming back. The whole point of this is time to start giving him as a flower. This man can coach. He was a lifetime backup quarterback. But the way he has Jacksonville, the way he had Philly going, you know, it really the only thing that ruined it was how messy it got between him and the quarterback. And now we're finding out maybe the problem was with Carson between the ears. And, you know, Carson was blaming other people instead of just saying, hey, man, you know, I got to get my confidence back. But the Jacksonville Jack, and I'll still say that, even with saying that about Doug Peterson, even saying that about Jacksonville, because you got to look at it. If I'm not mistaken, Jacksonville's got a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense. The only other team that I anticipated that was going to be the case coming into the season was going to be the Buffalo Bills. Through three or four weeks, Jacksonville has a top 10 defense and a top 10 offense. The question is, can they keep it up? When you have a young team and you got a lot of these college players too, you know, you don't, they're not used to this 17, 18 game schedule. So my thing can Doug keep them up because they, they, they're playing with house money. Cause I'll tell you, Tennessee, I'm sorry. I don't care how much money they spend. Tennessee and Colts, you cannot let Jacksonville win the South in Doug Peterson's first year. Cause if he does it, I don't know if he's giving it back anytime soon. I really don't. Cause, cause he'll be ahead of schedule, but I just feel like it's time for the NFL community to really acknowledge Doug Peterson as a hell of a coach because nobody had Jacksonville at this point, two and one leading the AFC South at any point. You can say Calvin is just three weeks. I'm telling you from after week two, they didn't think Jacksonville would even be up in first place. What you got Jones? Oh yeah. I thought you had to add something, but yeah, that's one thing I wanted to go ahead and point out speaking of Doug Peterson let's talk about one of his old teammates old old teammates a guy that he used to play backup quarterback for old Brett yeah people didn't know that back in Green Bay yeah Doug Peterson was a backup quarterback right behind Brett let's talk about old Brett I came across the other day on TV I was up late because that's when they usually run them and then in the morning um you know I've heard him here on there on a couple different stations 
Copperfit. You know, remember the cheesy commercials with him and Jerry Rice and, oh, hey, you want to play a pickle game? I got this brace on me. Oh, let's go play out in the backyard, pick up. That, that, that brand. Copperfit is still running Brett Favre commercials. Now, I don't know if that's Hall of Fame privilege or I don't know what kind of privilege that could be. But think about that. Brett has got caught with his hand in the cookie jar, a group of people, one that's already got a plea, one that's already got his sentence, of stealing money from welfare money from the poorest state in our country. And Copper Fit is still running his ass. Now, the only thing I will say is I'm thinking like, you know what, if it ain't Hall of Fame privilege, or if it ain't that other privilege, y'all know, then the bottom line of it is, is that then he's got to have stake in this company. He has to own part, a big part of Copperfit. Think about all the, the, the players and stuff that has gotten caught up in certain things. The first thing you do is losing endorsements. I mean, that's his biggest endorsement that he's had in a while since his, well, I will say this, since his post-playing career. But that commercial's still running. Dude, it ain't like it ain't nothing. I'm like, like, yo, do y'all understand this was millions? I mean, this wasn't like, yo, man, uh, I bought two or three of your food stamp cards from you for 100 bucks. Then you go get $400 worth of ribeye, steak, shrimp. Yeah, like Brett did one of that. And, and they throw brothers and other people, not even just brothers, okay? They throw them in the jail for even trying to do any kind of little scam like that. Brett had about millions. And he's still getting his endorsements. The one he got. I'm like, wow. Wow. Go ahead. What you got, John? Uh, front office sports, AJ Perez is the one that has, you know, the the news, the update on oh. Copperfit and Brett Favre's okay. relationship. And through them, they made a statement. Um, Copperfit did. Saying Copperfit has worked with Brett Favre for nearly nine years. He has always acted honorably, and we know him to be a very decent man. To our knowledge, he was cleared of any wrongdoing two years ago. And they're standing by that. Man, look, again, I'm just going to save judgment and say he's got some stake in the company because I don't care. Two years. The bottom line is we found more information has come out. The FBI interviewed him. He's got people that he was a part of with this whole plan of investment or whatever scam they had going on that's already about to be going to jail. Now, I've been on the record telling you, Brett, this happened in his hometown, you know, in Mississippi. Brett's not seeing behind the bars. I'd have to see it to believe it. He, he's not. I don't think he's seeing. The only thing he's lost that he'll never get back is his reputation amongst his peers and the public eye. He can never get that back. That's the worst thing he could have done. I mean, there's been a lot of guys. I mean, like I told you, Clinton Portis. There's been other players, NBA insurance scam, fraud. Okay, not saying that's right. But then, but when you talk about stealing from poor people, from welfare, that, that, that's just one that you're not going to get. You're, you're not going to get your reputation back from that. Okay. Um, that's I didn't I've never heard that statement. I'm glad that you were able to find that and, and find a statement from them. That's hogwash. I'm just telling you how it happens for other athletes. I mean, you I mean, if there's anything like it depends on like we're not talking about a speeding ticket. 
Okay, we're talking about like some Madoff stuff. We talking about Bernie Madoff. Well, hey, Bernie, that was like her whole $400,000 and saved in 401k. <laughs> well, just going to stop. Golly. Old Copperfin. <laughs> Amazing. 1-800-707-9778. No one else is talking about that either. No one else has even brought that up in regards to that. The fact that he's still, I mean, and they run that commercial. Like, they might have dialed it down on the rotation, but that Copperfin commercial was on a lot. It, they run that in about five or six stations, heavy rotation for the last year or two. What you got? Now, we've seen uh, stores and websites and, and, and even TV companies um, refuse to take advertisements, refuse to take money for, you know, uh, for products, uh, refuse to carry a product on their shelves. Um, for for different things that they've backed and supported, especially over the last few years, when you get into you know the the, the social injustices and stuff, do you think? Because because you can go to I'm pretty sure you could probably go to HEB right now and go down to their you know the as seen on TV aisle and see Copperfit products down there. Do you think that, uh, that it gets to a point where networks and uh, and and department stores? Uh, start to take that off the shelves just because of, again, if they're going to stand by their guy and they're going to make a public statement about it and this is Brett Favre and, and, and this is a very ugly situation, would they go as far to separate, uh, you know, to take the financial impact and, and separate themselves from carrying the product? Well, first of all, I would say, yeah, but the problem is with HEB and the Walgreens, well, they probably don't even know they're carrying the damn thing. I mean, who the hell out there didn't rush out to even try Copperfit? I bet you there ain't nobody that can tweet me or even call to say they've tried Copperfit. I feel, because first of all, that's made for older people in my age group anyway. And I just feel like if you really got to be out there with some Copperfit, then your ass shouldn't be out there. You should have probably prevented it and should, ass should have been active up until then. They probably, I would say, what I see what you're trying to ask, Jonas, and I know what you were trying to ask. And I would say if this was some product that was moving off the shelves, if this was something I would say, yes, it's not going to create that much buzz. I'm bringing it up because I talk sports and I'm thinking like, damn, I've talked, I've you know done this so long. Well, I've seen athletes get in situations and endorsements just go. It ain't like Brett Favre's got a 10, 15 endorsement companies he's endorsing for. That's not the case. But I will tell you right now, no, I, I don't think it's one of those situations to where, you know, they're going to be boycotting uh, copper because I don't think, in my opinion, the brand is not even that big enough. It's just if you watch TV, you see it. But that don't mean people are going around out and buying it. You know, no. I, but that's a, if it was anything else that was final. To, yes, I think you would see that in regards to that. But copper fit. No, it, it's not moving that tight. It ain't moving that units. I just feel like they should. He should be treated like everybody. I mean, they should cut ties. And that's why I think that he has to have some stake in that company. He has to be on the board. So maybe they can't really just say, hey, man, we're done with you. Because I didn't hear, I didn't know what Copperfit was till I saw Brett Favre and Jerry Rice. I ain't never heard of that brand. Okay. I knew what Icy Hot was before Shaq. I knew what that was. I knew a lot of things before certain. I had no idea either Copperfit even, even existed. Period. 1-800-707-976. How much time we got in this segment? Uh, we got about three minutes. About three minutes. Almost, almost closer to uh, two. Uh, about two. Okay. Let's go to, let's go to, let's try to get one in here real quick before the break. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you on the sports grind here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone in Fox South Central Texas. What's going on, Mike? Yeah, nothing much, man. Hey, man, you may have to, um, you may have to answer my question after your break, but uh, yeah, I want you to. Uh, I got another controversial issue. You were talking about Brett Favre 
I want. I, I just read something uh, yesterday, man, and it it's kind of disgusting to me. Uh, it's a shame that uh, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen uh, can't can't uh, you know uh, sweep under the rug their differences. Uh, you know, I I don't know if you heard the latest news about the Scottie Pippen Jordan deal, man. Uh, Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, her, Michael Jordan's younger son, I think he's 31 years old, and Scottie Pippen's ex-wife is 48. She's uh, been seen in California dating uh, Michael Jordan's one of Michael Jordan's sons, and uh, like I say, it's like a slap in the face to Scottie Pippen. Can you imagine uh, your former teammate that you won six, seven championships with? His younger son is now maybe possibly sleeping with your your ex-wife, and I'm I'm like you know Michael Jordan. I think he should step in and tell his son you know to show some kind of respect to Scottie Pippen and you know in this relationship. And I, I like to hear what you have to say about this controversial deal. And I thank you for taking my call today. All right, Mike. Thanks for uh, giving us a call. Um, I'll kind of address that as we got go into the next breaks. We got Thomas on hold as well too that wants to talk bread. I'll get to Thomas. Um, Look, I, I've I, I didn't I haven't been keeping up with that. I did see a picture surface uh, last week, and I know that went viral in regards to there was some place and so they say, hey, that's Scotty's ex-wife, and you know that's Michael Jordan's son. Um, I mean, has has Jordan? I mean, there's been nobody comment about it, right? It's just people are talking about. Uh, we'll get into it when we get back, but that's just people talking about this picture and if they're really dating. But I'll comment to that, and we'll get to Thomas's call as well. When we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind, presented by Dosekis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing. Bartlett spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Crowd. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Professionalism, respect, accountability, and communication. These are the values at Tiger Sanitation, serving the needs of the greater San Antonio area. From residential to commercial waste and recycling services, Tiger Sanitation works hard to keep the communities they serve safe and clean. After all, as a local family-owned business, their families live, shop, and play here too. For more, visit TigerSanitation.com. Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. 
Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark. Bartlett's been in the one and two. Jonas Clark producing. 1-800-707-9760 is your number. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks. All right, they're good to easily to go ahead and transport, especially if you're tailgating. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind, and you can pick it up at a specs near you. All right, before we get to Thomas's phone call, let me go ahead and answer Mike's, you know, respond to Mike's phone call that we took right before going to the break. Um, first of all, you know, me, like I said, I saw it. I'm not on social media that much. And I mean, if you follow this show and you follow me forever, you know that. Um, but I did see the picture of Scotty's ex-wife and Michael Jordan's son. Now, I think I heard Mike say, or caller Mike, say that uh, Jordan's son's, what, 31? I thought he'd be probably He, he said he thinks that. he's around there. Yeah, he might be a little bit older than that. Maybe that's right. I don't know. But and and I don't know how old she is. First of all, the age of it. I mean, and I mean, forty eight to thirty one. I mean, but my point is, what is Mike supposed to do? I mean, what is he going to tell us? Something like what you can't talk to her. And how do we know for sure they're even really seeing each other? Now, I think a lot of this is surfacing because Scotty's ex wife, she's uh, she's got a reputation on her. Okay, she a track star. Okay. She's a track star. So I just feel that in this day and time in the TMZ world we live in, of course, that's going to be news and for you because everybody knows the situation. I mean, him and Scotty and his ex have been what going through a divorce and split up for what, like the last five years, maybe four years. It's been a while. They've been going through this for a minute. Yeah, because she was dating another player, I think, yeah. on the Timberwolves not yeah. too long ago. Well, evidently she likes him younger. And ain't nothing wrong with that because if you listen to this show forever, you know, like I, I tell AC all the time, like, yo, you're I'm what? I mean, AC just turned 41 on Sunday and I'm 45. And I told her, I said, it's been a while since I've dated or been with somebody so even younger. I always thought I was going to end up with somebody. Oh, the older I've gone, I probably have. I've had a 15 year age gap type of friendship slash relationship. I was like only. Well, she had knew me since I was like 19. And I knew her since she was like 35. But then by the time things down the road, I was, she was about what, 46, 47, 48. And I was like 30, like two. So, I mean, hey, you know, I was a guy in school. Like, you know, a lot of guys like, look, hey, man, there's Sarah over there. There's Monique over there. You thought, yeah, I got her for third period. I'm over there looking at the teacher. I'm I'm looking at like the teacher. Mrs. Kind Johnson, of yeah. That's just been me, you know. Um, but there's nothing. I mean, to me, I don't I don't think Jordan has said anything about it. I don't think I just think it's their business. I mean, I don't even think Mike cares, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't even know how close Scotty and MJ's I mean, especially after the last dance, 
when we're all trapped in in COVID in 2020 and nobody had no sports for four months. And then everybody's waiting for something live and it does mega numbers and everybody's seeing it. and then Scotty because the whole world's got his eye. He feel like he's portrayed in the wrong light. So I know they've been beefing since then to a certain extent. So what the hell is my care? You know, I mean, it's one thing if you, you know, again, and, and Jordan said it a hundred times, like, right, there's no Mike without Scotty. There's no title. I'm like, Scotty, man. Yes, man. You threw you refused to go back in the game. Like you just mad because there's a new generation that don't know about that. So now a new generation, like, damn, Scotty did it. Yeah. And the thing about it is, Kuku, he hit the shot. He hit the game winner. That's what makes it so look so bad on Scotty. Scotty, so what did you want him to leave that out? Like, how else did he betray you? I don't know how many times I can count George. Say, hey, man, Scotty, there's no George. There's no sixth title without Scotty. There's no sixth. All Scotty focused on, in my opinion, was that portion of one, him wanting a trade. He asked for it. And number two, you refusing to telling Phil Jackson that you ain't coming in back in the game. And the year that Jordan's off playing baseball, the first year, hey, you got to own it. So just to end on that note, I don't care. I don't see Michael even say anything. He don't even care. And for one, I don't even know if for sure they got anything going on. That's number one. 1-800-707-976. Let's go to the phones. I got some other things I want to get to today before we get out, but let's go to the phone. Let's go to Thomas. Thomas, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone and Fox South Central Texas and Waco. What's going on? Did you cover everything? Okay, we're good. Um, Look, Calvin, thank you again, once again, for Divine. I just wanted to mention something here concerning uh, Mr. Brett Favre. You know darn well, he's not, they're not going to do nothing to him. They never done anything to him when he has broken the law. And you remember the Jan Sturger dick pic that he went in. He didn't do anything about that. And his wife was going through that breast cancer and, what was he doing? He's out there messing around with these girls. Now he finds himself in this mess here. And you know what? I've been around this earth too long already, but I'm just saying this. And this is the old saying that's been going, that, especially in that area of the country there. If you're not going to get 12 members of the jury to convict that boy, there's no way. He's just done way. He's got too much protection on him. That's all I got to say, Calvin. Thank you all. Love you guys. Thanks for the vine. Uh, all right, Thomas. Thanks for the phone call. Um, look, you know, Shannon Sharp commented on this. I've seen other people. There's people that's played in the league and played with Brett that felt like, you know, he was a shady guy, not really a good kind of teammate. Um, I never really faulted him because I never do. That's just me and my opinion. Uh, that's just how I've lived my life. I've tried to ever since I was younger. I never fault anybody for having an addiction. I don't care what it's an addiction to, whether it's addiction to eating, drugs, alcohol. It doesn't matter. Um, so I never held it to him that he went through the whole pill addiction and painkillers and stuff because at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of guys that went through that professionally, especially in football when, you know, back then there was no independent doctor looking and saying, hey, that guy needs to come out. Brett comes from an era where it was about like, hey, give him some smell of sauce and give him these pills, give him this, shoot him up. And at the end of the day, Brett got addicted to it. So I never held him to that. Now, I think when you start looking at the character, I think you start when you come down to weigh the, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre situation started to play out because that was the first one that really started showing his character. I know people want to go to how the addiction and all that. That was one in regards to, um, you know, the whole like, well, 
He was one of the first ones to say, it's not my job to teach him. Brett was the first one that started that. We've seen other quarterbacks over the years say the same thing, but Brett was the first one I can remember to say that it's not my job. Then it came down to when he knows the organization wanted to turn the page and Aaron Rod, oh, well, I think I'm going to come back. No, nah, I don't think I'm going to retire. No, you know what? I want to come back. And finally, Ted Thompson, rest his soul, and Mike McCarthy had to stand up and say, no, man, not this time. No, you're not. We're going with Aaron. And then Brett got butt hurt. So that's one time. And then the part Thomas is talking about, yes, the, the scandal he was caught in with the Jets uh, by sending inappropriate pictures uh, to a trainer why he was married. I mean, I know that's one thing that turned AC off about him because ever since, you know, the whole, and you know how women are, the whole time his wife did just recover from cancer. She was going through that or whatever. And it, I think it was already, she had pretty much beat cancer or came out of it. I don't know if this was really going on while she was actually going through cancer, but that stigma has been out there and people hold that against them. Um, and really how he handled that whole situation. And then now this, so it is what it is. You know, and I do agree with Thomas. I don't think Brett, because it happened in his home state where he's basically put on the map and, you know, hey, this is Attenberg, Mississippi and all this. And his dad was a legend in that area. I don't he ain't going to jail. Might get probation. They might get probation and community service. I would be shocked. If he does. I just think this is something that's been investigated a couple years ago, for a couple years now, and it's just now since it's being resolved with other people involved in it, now it's starting to come out in general. 1-800-707-9760. All right, a couple other things I wanted to touch on that we had on the docket that I wanted to get to. Let's see, what else do we have here? Oh, yes, yeah, so we talked about that Tampa and Kansas City game. The other thing that we didn't really get too much into Monday, I mean, even when we were recapping the games, is we didn't. I didn't spend too much time on the Eric B. and Patrick Mahomes situation. Which, you know, um, I'm pretty sure everything, everybody by now that follows football saw the uh, exchange between Eric B. and Patrick coming into halftime. And, you know, Patrick wanted to keep the offense going to try to score or even get a field goal. Eric B. thought, hey, man, we've kind of been sluggish. You know, Colts got the momentum. Let's get out of here. We've had muff punts, all that. And then Patrick looks at Andy, looks there like, yo, what are we doing? And then, you know, they and they keep talking and going. And I know they had to know the cameras was on. But, you know, this goes back to it. I remember Casey Robb was basically messaging me, you know, basically said, hey, you know, there was, you know, reports saying that, hey, uh, you know, last year in the playoff game, you know, that play. Remember the Cincinnati Bengals game when they were up and, you know, Cincinnati came back in the second half. And, you know, they had a supposedly there was reports that there were some heated exchanges in the locker room because of that situation. I think right before half, where I can't remember whether it was Patrick took a sack or it was incomplete. They decided to go for it. It was something they I can't even remember, but they were off cue then. So the question is, you know, how good is their relationship? And, and it's been one of those things that I think as time has gone on, I really do believe Eric B is kind of sitting back and I do believe he would take another head coaching job if he really was offered. But I think Eric B is always, look, I'm in the best situation. If I don't get another job, if I go on 20 interviews for two or three years straight and I don't get hired and I'm just a token brother, whether it's for the Rooney rule or whatever, and he's not going, and he's on the 17th, 18th green. He's not going to be here that much longer. I mean, Andy has sacrificed a lot to be a head coach. I'm talking about sons, trying to commit suicide, arrested. He's had two sons arrested. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, he ain't never home. He ain't never home. 
and it's kind of caught up to that whole thing. I mean, rest their soul. I mean, Tony Dungy, man of faith. Everybody sees that son committed suicide. There's a disconnect because these coaches give up so much of their time and life. Andy Reid doesn't have that much time left. Eric B can know like, hey, Patrick gonna play maybe for 15, 20 years. Why would Kansas City look to go anywhere else other than Eric B? But now you have this situation between him and Eric B that could kind of, you know, it's pretty much it's there's something there. And trust me, Eric Patrick ain't going nowhere. You see, Andy had to get in Andy's like, hey, go go to the locker room, Patrick. And I'm thinking, like, well, damn, maybe it is Eric B called the plays. Maybe he is on him. You know, um, but that's something to monitor going forward uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. Speaking of the Chiefs and speaking of that game tomorrow, which we'll break into break down tomorrow, which I really do. I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati comes out and boat races Miami. And that doesn't mean Cincinnati's better than Miami. It doesn't mean Miami's a fraud. It means it's scheduling. And you got to learn how to read schedules in this whole NFL and timing and schedule. That's a short week. And I think they played, I don't know, it was somewhere between 30 to 40 snaps. And I might even be lower than, it might be higher than that. Their defense played that many snaps. They're going to feel that still come tomorrow. And that's the reason why I believe the Bengals being, you know, Dolphins are undefeated. I always tell you, listen to it. Dolphins are undefeated. But Vegas has pretty much Cincinnati minus four favorites. Maybe four and a half in some books. It might drop down to three and a half tomorrow because I think you'll get some people start hammering uh, the Dolphins with the points. But speaking of this, Tyreek Hill, I didn't have this on the docket, but it came to my mind because I came across this. Tyreek Hill was being interviewed as a locker the other day, and he had a robe and shades on. Like Tyreek, he got, you talk about what the people say things change when you get certain type of money. Tyreek has went into a different tax bracket, and Tyreek is just don't put a mic in front of him, man. Because Tyreek is just like, that's one of them brothers that like, hey, man, like, I, I just got like 100-something guaranteed. I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to show up in a robe, too. Tyreek sitting there saying, oh, well, who we play? Well, oh, yeah, Cincinnati. We play on Amazon? Oh, I didn't even know about Amazon, which I don't. I think that's true because a lot of these players, they don't keep up with who the NFL did a TV network. Now, of course, they know they play on NBC. They play. He's like, oh, I didn't know that. And he goes, we play Cincinnati. He goes, oh. And real quick, he switched. He goes, Eli Apple. You know, Apple plays. He goes, hey, he goes, I'm coming for you, man. He goes, I owe you. I'm thinking, like, what the hell? When did this run? And I say, oh, you know what? If you go back to that AFC, he goes, you go back to that AFC championship game with Cincinnati and Kansas City, I think it was right before half or was somewhere where Tyreek, I think Eli Apple made a play. And who knows if they scored that touchdown? I mean, Cincinnati came back. But due to the fact, it amazed me. I'm like, this guy's on a different team. They're undefeated. Waddle and Tyreek are leading all receivers in yards and receptions right now. One and two on Miami. And how the hell I'm still 0-3 in fantasy, I have no idea when I have two of them guys on two rosters. Oh, well, one. Yeah, two of them on both rosters. Bad decisions. Man, I'm telling you, man, I'm, this is it for me. This year. I just can't. Killing and picking. I'm in this big old pool, this big pot. Won the whole week. I'm like, man, this is going to be like taking candy from a baby, man. I, like, if I'm looking at handicapping for the spreads, I can damn sure pick up and be 78% on weekly because the whole floor of the NFL. But I digress. Well, it, it's one it, thing to have them on your roster, and it's another one to play them, true, Calvin. True, true. Well, that Tua, that week, that killed me, man. The Tua had that explosion. Against the that, Ravens. That, that hurt. That hurt. Still a lot of fantasy games to be played. But that 
surprised me that Tyreek, and that lets you know on some competitors, like he's not even on that team anymore due to the fact that he remembers that play and knowing he's taking Eli Apple. Now, Eli Apple, man, he didn't call you to the circle. And I'm pretty sure Eli going to have help. They, ain't, they better not leave his ass on the island with Tyreek. So, you know, help. But due to the fact, hey, Tyreek said he's coming for you. I'm like, man, Tyree's bank account's fat because he's just telling you do not put a mic in for, hey, Tua, yeah, you're going to need a Brinks truck for all that money he just earned. You're right after the Sunday, I think week two victory, you know. Did I tell the audience about my opinion about Alabama Kovacs? Did I follow that? Did I already touch on that this week? You, you might have okay. mentioned it once or oh, twice, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so that stuck out to me. I was like, well, I got to bring that up. But, yeah, so also, so tomorrow we'll break down that game a little bit more. Uh, you know, I think, again, Cincinnati probably needs that more than Miami to get some winning, you know, juju back to see if they can overcome this 0-2 deficit and still be in the hunt. One of the other uh, notes in the NFL, Andy Dalton taking first-team snaps with the Saints. Now, they're saying that Jameis might not play. I don't know what element we're talking about. I don't recall him getting hurt or hearing that he got hurt. But I've been saying that Andy Dalton – the leash on Winston should not be that long. He does not have those type of skins on the wall. You can't waste this defensive team that the Saints have to just really be that terrible and turn the ball over and get to a slow start. So I'm not saying Andy's an upgrade, but you got to try something. But I thought that was interesting for Andy Dalton taking first-team snaps uh, as effective as today. What you got? Yeah, he's been dealing with uh, back and ankle injuries. Oh, man. So they gave him a rest day, according to the yeah. four-letter network. Yeah, you got to go with Dalton. You got to go with the Red Rocket, you know. Um, that, that's because Jameis, I mean, that 330-some yards he threw against Carolina, that was fool's goal. That was fool. Because, first of all, they didn't even score. They didn't even start scoring until, like, the late middle of the third quarter. They got a turnover. I mean, so to me, I don't know how the hell that offense looked that bad that game, but you got a quarterback that threw for, like, three, almost 340 yards. That's crazy. Another thing I knew I didn't want to get into today because we lose the show, but I know, again, it's the time we live in. But, you know, Lamar Jackson – and who else is it that's ripping it up in that draft? Who else came with Lamar Jackson? It was Josh Allen, right? Yeah, it's the Baker, Sam Darnold, uh, Lamar Jackson, Josh Rosen. They trying to talk about is it compared to that 83 draft class? Man, stop it. That, that's, that's been put out there, too. And I think because I'm like, well, we all top heavy with, with Josh Allen and Lamar. That damn class with um, – what was it? Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, Ben? Was that 04? I, I think? I'll, I'll put that one. That still ain't in the neighborhood, in my opinion, of the 83 class. Now, I might be biased, but that's a hell of a quarterback class. I'll put 04, and they got hardware. That's a little bit closer than that class just because they got Lamar and Josh Allen? Stop it. Stop it, man. I'm telling you, man, some of these young cats that are getting these jobs at these networks that are just basically YouTube and stuff. That's looking at, you know, YouTube and making the decision like, man, come on, man. How the hell are you going to compare that class to the 83 class? Anyway. All right, man. That is a wrap for your hump day edition. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Bart that's spinning the one and twos. San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. And my people down in Laredo, when that alarm goes off tomorrow morning before you hit the snooze button and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow.